Hi, folks. You're now listening to the latest episode of JNA Sports Podcast, sponsored by Miss Watkins English Class. On this week's podcast, we will talk about the top 10 Heisman winners of all time, do some hot seat cool thrones, and just some random sports talk. Let's get started. Leading off our list of the Heisman winners of all time is number 10, Johnny Manziel. Ooh, Johnny football. He has become one of the biggest lightning rods in football, but there's a good reason for that. In 2012, the Texas A&M quarterback put together one of the most impressive debut seasons in college football history. He threw for 3,706 yards with 26 touchdowns, 1,410 rushing yards was added onto that, and 21 touchdowns rushing. He led the Aggies to a memorable 29-24 win at number one Alabama and became the first freshman to ever pass for 3,000 yards and rush for 1,000 yards in a season. His electric play galvanized the Aggies program and he became the first freshman to win the Heisman Trophy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Menzel was a big, big-time big quarterback, one of those mm-hmm. electrifying, uh, turn-on-the-TV-to-watch kind of kind of quarterbacks uh dual threat could uh beat teams on his with his legs and uh in the air um definitely one of those uh head turners um for sure uh very exciting quarterback to watch of course it's too bad his nfl or his nfl career was not much like his college career no not at all just Uh, a lot of disappointment yes uh, only a few years on and off the field issues um yeah, I had to go playing. Last thing I knew, he was playing in the CFL, but yeah. I'm sure. I, I, yeah, I don't think he is anymore. Moving on to number nine, Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard was the f- one of the first and only wide receivers to ever win the Heisman Trophy Award. He captured 86.7% of the first place votes in setting what was then a record for the largest margin of victory in Heisman history. In 1991, he led the Big Ten with 138 points and coached the Heisman easily. Yeah, Desmond Howard, for sure, one of those uh, guys that was electrifying to watch. The wide receiver, one of the only wide receivers to ever win the Heisman. I mean, wide receivers saying a lot because... Unlike quarterbacks and running backs, you don't get the ball every play, and even if it's a passing play, uh, you you're one of the f- few wide receivers on the field, so you yeah. might not get the. There's pretty impressive. A, yeah, pretty impressive for him to get that type of a uh, feature of being a wide yeah. receiver, the position he was playing in. Very very good player, college he was football player. The last uh, non QB or running back to win it, besides the next person on our list, which would be Charles Woodson at number eight. He is the first and only defensive player ever to win the Heisman Trophy. He, he, it really tells you how good he is when he outpointed Peyton Manning, one of the best call NFL QBs of all time, by 272 votes in the 1997 Heisman race. Woodson led Michigan to an unbeaten series and a share of the national championship and the first and only primary defensive player ever to win a Heisman, like I said. But his values come from his versatility and clutch nature. Against number two, Ohio State, Woodson returned a punt for a score, made a 37-yard reception as a wide receiver that set up Michigan's only offensive touchdown and made a key interception in the end zone. 
Charles Woodson, very, very, very good player. Um, especially uh, we thought Desmond Howard was hard. Uh, played a hard position to earn a Heisman, but yeah. definitely defensive wise, you way harder. That's a giant top, feature. Top, yeah, top of your class, especially, definitely. And it's not like he didn't have any, you know, competition. Like I said, he had Peyton Manning. Yeah. So very, very good quarterback. Just, um, definitely had yeah. competition. Definitely was very good. Successful NFL career too. Yes, unlike Desmond Howard and Baker and Johnny Manziel. Yeah, for sure. Much different. Moving on to number seven. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams was known as much for his inconsistent off-field behavior as as his exploits on it. But that wasn't the case at Texas. In 1998, Williams put together one of the greatest seasons ever by a college tailback, rushing for 2,124 yards and 27 touchdowns. He became the NCAA's all-time career rushing leader, a mark which only lasted one season until Ron Dane surpassed it. Texans fans remember him as one of the Longhorns' all-time greats. Yeah, um, Ricky Williams definitely... Uh, coming from a Texas fan was very, very fun to watch. Um, Ricky Williams, definitely running back. That was just different from the rest. You could tell was having a remarkable season. Um, definitely a Heisman Cobber guy. Had some success in the NFL before, you know, got into pot there. Um, yeah, got into trouble for drugs and stuff. Yeah, uh, didn't go very well after that. But overall, he had a very successful career at the University of Texas. Good running back overall. Yes. Moving on to number six, Tim Tebow. Love him or hate him, there's no denying Tim Tebow's impact on the game of football. After serving in a change-up role behind Chris Leak in Florida's 2006 national title season, Tebow became the Gators' starter in 2007 and put together an impressive all-around campaign. He threw for 3,286 yards and accounted for 55 total touchdowns, 32 passing, and 22 rushing. He set an NCAA single season record for rushing yards by a quarterback. He just edged Arkansas's running back Darren McFadden to win the Heisman, becoming the first sophomore ever to win the Stiff Arm Trophy. While he didn't match those stats the following two seasons, Florida won another national title in 2008. Yeah, the, he was unstoppable in the air and on the ground. He's one of those guys that you could have put him at running back, and he was. Yeah. He just ran through guys. You don't see that much anymore from a quarterback sliding and running out of bounds before taking contact. But uh, Tim, good old Tebow, did not back down from getting uh, getting hit. He would lower his shoulder, lower the pads any time. Yeah. He's a real great player. He played yeah. through things. Didn't played he? through very many injuries. Um, very very one of the one of the great one of the greats uh, in college football. Moving on to number five. Cam Newton. Cam Newton played only one season at Auburn, but Tigers fans will never forget him. He was washed out of Florida after having an incident with the computer, and he joined Blinn Junior College in Texas, and then eventually transferred to Auburn, turning a mediocre team into a national championship program. He had a huge arm and solid mobility. He threw for 2,854 yards with 30 touchdowns against seven interceptions, adding 1,473 yards and 20 scores on the ground. And he did it all in the cloud of controversy hanging over his recruitment because of him being washed out of Florida. But he cleared of any wrongdoing after the season he had. 
This season was pretty impressive, even with all the stimulus that came with it. Yeah, uh, definitely Cam Newton, ginormous uh, player, um, big quarterback, dual threat. Had a great NFL career. Yeah. Has, has been having a great NFL Yeah, career. definitely Still successful good. in both collegiate and professionally. Um, Which is pretty tough to say, especially after you've been, you know. Yeah. Uh, really kind of embarrassed after being, you know, kicked out of school. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm sure that junior college was very happy to have Cam for that that year that they had him. Um, definitely put them on the map. Uh, just one of those electrifying quarterbacks to watch. Um, very fun guy. Yes. Definitely deserving of his spot on this list. Moving on to number four, O.J. Simpson. Before becoming one of the most infamous figures in recent American history, it's easy to forget that O.J. Simpson was a heck of a tailback. As a Southern California junior, Simpson led the nation in rushing in 1967 and was even better in 1968. Simpson rushed for 1,709 yards and 22 touchdowns to win the Heisman Trophy, the Maxwell Award, and the Walter Camp Award, all given to the nation's top player. Which, it doesn't sound like too many yards compared to the other people on this list that we've had, but back in 1968, it was a pretty impressive feat to have that many rushing yards. Yeah, for sure. OJ, um, known for his off-the-field activities. Um, Definitely was a menace on the field. Um, just ran through guys. Um, definitely was a hard hitter. Played with a lot of, got the ball a lot. One of those uh, great up the up the gut running backs. Ran through guys. Um, hard runner. Um, yeah, it's two. His NFL career was just as good as his college career. Of course, what happened. After that, wasn't so great. Yeah, kind of cut it short. Yeah, um, he actually yeah. and he was he has the largest margin of victory that still holds today in the Heisman voting. Is yeah, definitely very a impressive. clear favorite. Um, no competition at all in that uh, race. There definitely um, deserves a spot at number four on this list. Moving on to number three, Marcus Allen. The 2,000-yard mark is special for any tailback. It's a sign that you've had a truly spectacular season on the ground. In 1981, Marcus Allen set that standard for college tailbacks. The Southern California workhorse rushed for 2,427 yards, becoming the first NCAA tailback to surpass 2,000 yards in a single season. He accounted for 2,683 yards in total offense and led the NCAA in scoring. He carried the ball 433 times and scored 22 DDs. Most impressive, his postseason stats didn't count against his mark, making it a truly spectacular feat. Allen earned his place as one of the best Heisman Trophy winners ever. Yeah, another USC great running back. Um, same as OJ, give him the ball anytime. Give him the ball a lot and he'll earn yards for you. Hard runner, ran through guys. Um, very, very successful pro and college player. Um, definitely uh, definitely one of the greatest of all time, arguably. Yes. Mark Stallion. Moving on to number two. Arguably carried a whole team on his back to a national championship game. Herschel Walker. Yeah. 
1981, rushed for 1,891 yards and 18 touchdowns. The year before that, he was runner-up to Marcus Allen and then maybe even had a better year than Marcus Allen in 1982. A year later, with Allen gone, the Georgia tailback was a clear favorite, and he went on to score 16 scores just by himself. And he had played the first part of the season with a broken thumb, I can only imagine what he would have done if healthy. Yeah, um, definitely. If he was healthy, it would have been crazy to see what he could have done. Definitely a clear clear favorite to win the Heisman that year. Um, literally carried Georgia. Uh, probably could have carried him. He was a absolute unit. That guy, very, very talented. Just muscular, ran through. He was just a brick wall running down the field. Very, very good running back. Had a successful NFL career, too. I heard, uh, watched uh ESPN uh, 30 for 30 on him. When he was younger, he wanted to play running back, and he was kind of a chubbier, shorter kid. Um, Running back wasn't really a position that you would think that kind of uh, build would, uh, that kid of that kind of build would have. So his dad said, um, pretty much told him, if you want to be running back, you got to, you know, be in shape and be able to run fast. So he started training. He would do... Every night he would do 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups, which um, his mom can vouch and said on the 30 for 30 that was he uh, held up to it when he was younger, when he was a little, when he was a, uh, and then in his teenage years he would go down to uh, the railroad tracks and race the train every afternoon that it would come through. So that's that's just one of those crazy uh, stories that he had coming from uh, poverty and everything and becoming one of the best running backs of all time. It's pretty pretty crazy. Now, before we get to number one, we're going to do some honorable mentions, starting off with Jameis Winston. Now, Jameis Winston's name has been synonymous with controversy, but there's no arguing how good he was in college. In 2013, the Florida State freshman quarterback was nearly unstoppable, leading the Seminoles to a BCS National Championship and becoming the youngest player ever to win the Heisman Trophy at 19 years and 342 days. He threw for 4,557 yards with 40 touchdowns against only 10 interceptions. And while he was surrounded by top talent, Winston was still a very good team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, recently a recent quarterback um, on this list. Um, very, very, very talented. Um, playing for the Buccaneers now in uh, Tampa Bay. Um, not very successful pro career thus far um <clears throat> very successful college career though um playing for the Seminoles down in Florida State in Tallahassee but you know gotten into some controversial in his um controversy in his uh college days um and in his pro days yes and in his pro days too but um the the talent is there the talent is there Still a good quarterback. Yes. Our second honorable mention is actually just the Heisman winner that won it the year after James Winston, which mm-hmm. would be Marcus Mariota. Yes, they often uh, played each other. Um, Mariota, very, very, very talented. Yes. And Oregon's, Oregon's junior quarterback, Marcus Mariota, had 4,545 yards with 42 touchdowns against only four interceptions, adding 770 yards with 15 scores on the ground. 
His legs allowed him to make big plays through the air because defenses had to account for Mariota in multiple ways. Yeah. He wasn't even challenged for the Heisman vote. He won 88.4% of the first place votes, which is a well-deserved honor without question. Yeah, definitely Mariota that year taking his team to the uh, championship uh, and then falling to a third-string quarterback. Although yeah. that Ohio State team was stacked. Yes. So was the Oregon and, team. And their third-string quarterback wasn't bad. Gardner yeah, I know. He's, he's a good quarterback. very good quarterback. Um, but Marcus Mariota, just unbelievable amount of talent. He was one of those uh, quarterbacks that I – Grew up watching, and um, yeah. he's not doing too bad in the league with the Titans. I mean, he could. There's some there's some downs, um, downsides that have been going on, but overall, a lot. and Always yeah, injured, injuries. Um, overall, very very successful college group. All right, let's get to our last honorable mention, and then on to number one finally. Our last honorable mention is Roger Staubach. Navy QB in 1963. So quite a bit away from the Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston era. Yeah, for sure. He was one of the few, few Heisman winners ever to win that played at a service academy. I was actually just watching the Navy-Army game, and he was the last Heisman player to win it from a service academy, and that was in 1963. Yeah. They actually wore throwback jerseys too when he played. They were pretty cool looking. Yeah, definitely a feature to have. Uh, you don't see any of those uh, service uh, academy um, football teams uh, being talked about anymore. Much yeah. have. He had he completed fifty eight point three percent of his passes with thousand hundred thirty one yards and four touchdowns. Those stats don't sound all that impressive, but. It was a long time ago, and uh, defenses were better then, and you know they just they didn't have as much as electric players back then. So it's pretty impressive then, and his mobility and overall savviness just made him a very special player. Yeah, for sure, definitely uh, deserving. Um, very very good quarterback. Moving on to number one, I think this guy deserves it without question as yeah, the best sure. Heisman player ever. At Barry Sanders, 1988. Barry Sanders had a remarkable season. It was just amazing the things that he accomplished in his one season at OSU. He rushed for 2,628 yards with 37 touchdowns. That wasn't all, though. Sanders carried 344 times, but he also served as OSU's kick returner. He had 3,249 total yards and 39 total touchdowns and went over 300 rushing yards four times. He went for 222 yards and 5,000 touchdowns. Sorry, five touchdowns in the 1988 Holiday Bowl. It was an unforgettable season for a truly unforgettable player. Yeah, definitely five touchdowns at any level is a crazy feature to have. Remarkable uh, stat. Um, Barry Sanders, just crazy, crazy good, talented running back. Uh, Shifty, fast, quick, had the jukes, had the speed. I mean, he could do it all. Barry Sanders, definitely one of those guys that uh, you could argue was the all-time best running back of all time. Uh, NFL and college uh, definitely had a remarkable year at Oakland oh, State yeah. that year 
probably rushed more than a lot of other college teams by himself. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, that's that's crazy. His stats. Anyways, let's move on to our hot seat cool throne. Starting with our first cool throne. Uh, first cool throne probably have to go with uh the Yankees. They are adding very very good. Yes. Uh, they're players. just every year they get minimally better, and this year they added Garrett Cole. They added players, bringing people through the system. They just signed Garrett Cole. I think the Yankees can make a push to get to the World Series next year. Yes, definitely an early favorite to win the pennant this year. Yes. I would not be surprised at all. Yeah. They just, I mean, the I lo- feel like looking at the people on their team, yeah. Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, Garrett Cole. Sean Carlos Stanton. I mean, just in their bullpen, they have all sorts of star power. They're they're stacked. They... It would be a disappointment if they don't do more than less than great this year. Yes. I mean, it's crazy. Yes. Um, moving on to another cool th- our second cool throne. Um, the Ravens. Yes, the Ravens. Uh, they are unstoppable. They cannot mm-hmm. be stopped. I yes. just it it won't happen. Yeah. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is God. I mean, he passed Michael Vick's record, and they're still. Three day or there's still three games to go in the regular season. In the regular yeah. season, he's definitely he's got my MVP. Uh, yeah. Fight me in the comments. Uh, he's definitely earned my MVP with five yeah. touchdowns. His last Thursday night game, five touchdowns, passing um, Michael Vick's record on uh, most rushing yards by a quarterback in a single season uh, with three se- with three games left is remarkable. He could he is a quarterback, running back, and wide receiver all in one. Um, very unstoppable. The way the Ravens are playing right now, uh, easily make it to a Super Bowl. I really think that, um, you know, everyone's just pretty excited about the Ravens. Like, it's pretty hard not to be, like, just watching them play is just yeah. so fun. Cause they're, they're an exciting team. Yeah, electric. I mean, Mark Ingram, their running back, is just always out there. Like, he introduces Lamar Jackson when they're getting interviewed. He's yeah, just, he's... Gives them a big old yeah. long introduction, real fun to watch. Yeah, it's just they're just having fun with it, and they're they're unstoppably they're they're very yeah. good. And it's not only their offense, their defense is just on yeah. fire too. Their defense is wonderful. Yeah, I think their defense is kind of you know reminds you of like you know when I think it was two thousand two when they had you know Ray Lewis and Ed Reed, and it just reminds you of yeah. back then. One of those hard yeah. hitting defenses. Um, just really fun to watch. People very fun to watch people. Uh, moving on to our third uh, and final cool throne, uh, we're talking about college football um, once again. Um, the number one team in the nation, LSU, number two, Ohio State, number three, Clemson. Um, now, the number four spot in the college football playoffs, whoever, whoever would have gotten it, uh, Oklahoma being the one that made the cut for number four spot. Yes. Whoever really, everybody else except Clemson, Ohio State, and LSU, I feel like is not near as like near the level I mean, or the vicinity yeah. of those three teams right there. They are on they are on the top by themselves. They are very unstoppable right now. No matter how easy of a schedule Ohio State and Clemson, I should say, have yeah. um, definitely definitely one of the most remarkable uh, seasons. Any of them could really be the favorites to win the national championship this year. Yeah, Clemson, Clemson, I think, is overlooked a lot because they haven't played a very hard schedule, but 
they still have the athletes and yeah. they still have the coaching yeah. to be a national championship sure. team. So I think Ohio State Clemson game is going to be a very good game. Very and good I think game. the LSU OU game is going to be a blowout. Yes. LSU is so good. Joe Burrow is just amazing. On fire. Yeah. Okay. Heisman winner. Heisman um, winner now, as of last night. Yes. They have very the impressive. Jim Thorpe winner, the, um, a couple other winners, coach of the year. Yeah. Um, they are unstoppable. Yeah. Um, OU. Uh, having Jalen Hurts, very, very good quarterback with his legs and yes. in the air. But this year, one of the OU team is just not – doesn't have that defense or offensive players that surrounded them as they have in the past years that they've been in the playoff. But yes. um, College football is just almost seems as good as it's ever been. I mean, yeah. For it's pretty real. crazy also to have not Alabama. Not yeah, Alabama four. not in the top four this year. Not even in the New York Six Bowl yeah. playing, um, I believe – Penn State uh, in the uh, Citrus Bowl this year, yes. which is pretty crazy to think of because usually you think Alabama, you hear number one seed, national championship, but I guess not this year for Nick Saban. Moving on to our hot seats. Starting with the opposite of college football. College football has been as good as it can be, but college basketball has just been abysmal, it seems like, this year. It is wild. Everything going on there is Our chaos. hot seat is number one seeds. There yes. have been, what, like three number one seeds now to lose? Duke, Louisville, and Kentucky have all lost to unranked teams. Um, uh, and not just like unranked teams, but just unheard of teams. I unheard mean, of. Duke lost to Stephen F. Austin, and Kentucky, Kentucky lost, lost to Evansville. I have not heard of either of those schools ever yeah. in my entire <laughs> life. Um, for sure. It's just like, what is going on? It, anything can happen right now in college basketball. You almost feel bad to... It's almost bad luck to get the one seed right now because yeah. everybody's losing. Um, kind of like like the Drake curse almost, which brings us to our second hot seat, the um, Sierra Canyon. Yes, Sierra Canyon boys the high school basketball. Zaire Wade and Bronny. Yeah, Bronny James, uh, the son of LeBron James and Zaire Wade, um, son of Dwayne Wade. Also, uh, the starting uh, three five stars, Brandon Boston Jr., Zaire Williams and Amir Bailey. Um, very, very talented team. Very, very exciting to watch team. I think they're ranked number seven in the nation right now. Um, they're a very, very talented, very fun to watch team. Although, the thing is, um, Drake, uh, there have been pictures released on uh, by the press of Drake wearing a Sierra Canyon sweatshirt. Um, As we all know, the Drake curse. Yes, the they're, Drake Curse. They're gonna lose every game from now on. They, I'm sorry, Sierra Canyon fans. They're fun to watch. I'm sure they're they're very talented. They're very good, but something's bound to happen. They're, the Drake Curse is alive. I mean, yeah. Some people forget the fact that um, he reversed it, and uh, when the Raptors won the finals, instead of uh, wearing Raptors gear, he wore uh, Warriors gear. Yeah. But to uh to reverse the the Drake curse, and it um, worked. So that it worked. So it, it just, scientifically it just proves scientifically theoretically, yeah. automatically three rhetorically. Yeah, the um, Drake curse is alive. Moving on to our third and final hot seat, Jason Garrett and the Cowboys. Yes, uh, it, just it's been a good run, Jason Garrett. Yeah, um, it, it's over. I, yeah. I'll clap for him. Keep, like keep, keep clapping, keep, keep clapping. Yeah, just get fired. Uh, he's, and he is playing. He has a, he has nine and two players, and has a six and seven record. Yeah, 
a two and nine head, nine and two players and nine and two talent, but a two and nine head coach, which makes him a six and seven team. Yeah, uh, the the offensive coordinator Kellen Moore doing great things, doing perfectly fine things. Young guy, uh, brings good to the table. Um, right, this is exactly what this organization needs. But right when you throw Jason Garrett into the fire, into the mix, everything just gets stirred up and spilled over like a can of beans. It is. Uh, yeah. Nobody knows what's going I mean, on down in Dallas. Just right for now. example, I, the, when that when the Cowboys played the Jets, they were losing, and the Jets are just they're not they're horrible too. Yeah, very but bad. The Jets had I think five defensive penalties on the Cowboys' last drive, which so they didn't get like any yards. They went down to like the five yard line. All they had to do was score a touchdown, and they won the game. And they had five defensive penalties. And they handed off to Zeke three times in a row after Zeke had had, like, yeah. 40 yards a game and Dak was just going off and having an amazing game. Yeah. And their players just aren't consistent. I mean, Zeke and Dak, both. Yeah. Dak and will have a very good game and Zeke will be horrible. Or Zeke will have a good game and they Dak can't, will be horrible. They can't they'll both be horrible. A good game at the same time. Talk about getting 60 free yards marching down the field. Legit six plays in a row getting free pass interference plays given to you. Perfect field position. All you had to do was let Dak throw another slip pass to Witten or yeah anybody. But instead they give the ball to the running back that hasn't done anything all day and has been shut down. The Jets shutting down their run defense and Jason Garrett blows it. It's just disappointing. Really sad day for Dallas Cowboys fans. Um, Moving on to our next segment, um, uh, our final segment. This is where uh, we talk about random sports and uh, during this podcast. Um, first, let's start out with the Clippers. The Clippers are a disappointment. Yes. He'd say it, just but disappointing. It's what they're doing. Their team, same exact team as last year when yeah. they almost they made the playoffs, almost beat the Warriors in seven games in the first round. And then in the offseason, they add two MVP finalists last year, Kawhi Leonard uh, so, and logic. Paul George. You think two MVP people, they should be really good. Anybody that knows anything about basketball this offseason, this summer, thought the Clippers were going to win the NBA Finals by far. Absolute super team. But no. We were wrong. Everyone was wrong. Kawhi takes load management every game. Paul George is either hurt or doing absolutely nothing. Um, the one time they both go off and score 40 each, uh, they won by four. And that was game five. They haven't won a game since, I don't think. The yeah. Clippers are just terrible. Yeah. And, I mean, th- now, unlike the Clippers, their L.A. counterpart, the Lakers, are doing much better than expected. Yes, the other side of the, the, other side of the city is uh, having a party right now. Um, LeBron, A.D., JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, Dwight Howard are legit going off. Their team right now is unstoppable. The Lakers are the favorites. To win the NBA Finals this year, um, same with the uh, the Bucks in the East, who have no competition at all. Um, yeah. Clear Bucks. favorites. And the I only would... competition the Bucks have is the Celtics, and the Celtics are a one man team, and I I think the Bucks are probably also maybe a one man team, and the, the Celtics between... one man team is a lot worse than yeah the Bucks. The difference in the one man teams yeah. are Kimball Walker and Giannis, uh, so there's there's no competition there. 
Um, definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw the Bucks and the Lakers in the NBA Finals this year. Um, but you never know. It's still a long season ahead. Everybody can turn themselves around. Uh, I'd like to see the Clippers have end up having a winning season. That'd be nice to see. Um, but right as of right now, nobody's stopping the Lakers or the Bucks. Uh, moving on to college football. Um, Texas I, yeah. playing, uh, making the Alma Bowl, being seven and five, uh, playing uh, one loss team, Utah, uh, ranked number eleven in the nation. Um, everybody thinks this will be a blowout, but I believe Texas might throw up a fight. Uh, that's what I, they. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, that's no. okay. Um, just think, last year yeah. we got we made the Sugar Bowl versus Georgia. Georgia didn't make it into. We made a New Year's Six Bowl. We got beat out by um, out of the playoff by uh, Oklahoma, and they got beat out of the playoff by Alabama. Um, some say Georgia was going to win by fifty, and I stayed loyal, and Texas ended up winning. So, to all the haters, I feel like Texas will put up a good game. Yeah, Wisconsin's got Oregon in the. Rose Bowl, I believe, which yes. that's going to be a good game. Very good game. Two uh, ranked teams. Yes. Um, very, very talented teams uh, playing each other. Will be a fun game to watch. Moving on to uh, NFL football. I think, I I just, I mean, I want to say somebody other than the Ravens is going to win the Super Bowl, but... I don't know who was good enough to beat them. The only person that I could see doing it is Tom Brady and the Patriots because they just seem to win every year. Yeah, they are. They have the skill level. They have the experience. I feel like they're just to the point where they're like, all right, let's stop messing around. Let's turn it up a notch. Let's show them how it's really done. And yeah. they're just going to come out firing. But who knows? Uh, we'll see here in the – with the – when the – Regular season wrapping up and we as we head into the postseason. I mean, I think the Ravens could get beat. I don't think they're... I don't think they're unbeatable. Because, like, like our friend Jared Branson says, Lamar Jackson is not a very good passer. He's mainly offensive. So if somebody can really shut down their run game, then they have a very, very good chance at winning. But yes. that run game is so electric. With I mean, they have three Heisman winners in the backfield. Yes, they do. Lamar Jackson... Robert Griffin III and, and Mark Ingram. Just, it's very tough to beat. Very yes. tough to beat. So, um, I don't know. I think out of the NFC, though, I don't really. Everyone's been beat by everyone, it seems like, in the NFC. Yeah. I mean, the 49ers beat the Packers, my team, and they beat the Rams, and the Rams beat the Seahawks, and the Seahawks beat the 49ers. So, I don't know, but a sleeper team for me in the uh, in the AFC would have to be the Chiefs. The Chiefs, uh, being ten and four, as of today, they um, their record doesn't show it, but their uh, their talent wise, I mean, they're uh, number one in the. I think they clinched the AFC West today, beating the uh, the um, the Broncos. Um, they are uh, still very talented. Have have been um their defense is a little rough at times but um i think they could really uh make a run for it in the playoffs this year i do not agree with you on that one i think the sleeper team in the afc is the tennessee titans 
Oh. Since Ryan Tonhill has taken over for quarterback instead of Marcus Mariota, they have went like seven and one and are now in playoff contention. They started out losing their first four games, were just a complete afterthought for the playoffs. Through like, there's no way they're getting in. And then Ryan Tonhill takes over, which is not historically very good in the NFL, no. but he just went crazy and just has been amazing for the Titans. And the rest of the Titans offense playing. Derrick Henry, their running back, is just running like he has never before. And their defense is playing really good, too. Yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, I think that is uh, all we have left for you guys today on your latest episode of JNA Sports Podcast. See With that being week. said, we'll see you next week. Uh, same time as always.